1: Welcome, everyone. This is Adam Coleman. And with me today, we have Kristen Hilty, who is a certified divorce financial analyst with Smarter Divorce Solutions here in Charlotte. Today, we're going to go through and do a little bit of a deeper dive into the world of divorce financial planning to better understand the role that Kristen and fellow CDFAs play in the divorce process and also how it differs a little bit from what a traditional financial advisor might do. So, Kristen, thanks for being here.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Absolutely. Well, before we begin, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and kind of what made you go into financial planning and then more specifically divorce financial planning.
0: Sure. So, yeah, I've been doing financial planning for over 20 years. And so I started out in in a big company, Charles Schwab, and then ended up going independent. And just, I really love helping people get some clarity and sleep better at night. So about five years ago, I really started running into more and more people were coming to me after the fact, after they were divorced and had had agreed to things that just were not really smart financial decisions. And by no fault of their own, they didn't have any financial guidance through the process. So I really saw a big need for divorce financial planning. And so that's when I started my divorce practice. And unfortunately, we all know someone or have been affected by divorce in some way. And there's just such a need for the work, the financial work in the process. About three years ago, I became my own client and ended up going through my own divorce. Here I was this this financial expert for all of these years and doing this divorce work. And when I had to do it for myself, boy, what a different level of empathy for my clients. And so I'm this financial expert and I'm up in the middle of the night worrying about the financials and am I going to be okay? And so it really is important work. I, I wish there was more awareness. So I love that you're doing these podcasts because people don't realize that that resource is out there for them when they're going through such an emotional roller coaster.
1: Right. Everybody focuses on the attorney side and they don't realize that there's all these other parties that are involved, you obviously, me as well, divorce coaches, there's tons of different ancillary options out there that would make the process a lot easier and smoother for everybody. So the more we can get that information out, the better off everybody will be, hopefully. So I've had a a bunch of different CDFAs on the podcast before, and everybody kind of has a different role that they play. Some are more of a hybrid where they do a little bit of the divorce planning, but then really... Really, mostly they're more wealth management. And then some people strictly do the divorce planning without any sort of wealth management and some kind of dabble in both. Where does yours fit in? You're strictly the divorce planning type, correct?
0: Yeah. So I was doing both for a long time and it got to be where my passion was really working with the people going through divorce. It was more rewarding work for me to get people through that time and give them that peace of mind. and. As much as I loved my my wealth clients, I ended up just finding them really good people to work with because I thought I can only be so many things to so many people. And I really just wanted to focus on the divorce practice. So that's where I've landed now.
1: So I think a lot of people have an understanding of what a traditional financial advisor would do in terms of wealth management, investment choices, retirement planning, things like that. How does that differ from what you're doing day to day on specifically the divorce side of things?
0: So it really is kind of a mixture of the best of both things. So you have that, all the really important things about financial planning with that background, but then it really takes the intricacies of financial acts, aspects of the divorce into play. So there's a lot of really specific training and different intricacies of how the financials can work in a divorce and all the different pieces that surround that. So it really mixes the best of both worlds. Financial planning, like the wealth management, like I said, that I did before, we're planning for retirement, we're planning for college funding, and we're doing all this forward planning. But when the income that supported one household now has to support two, and how do we divide that? in an equitable way? And how do we make sure that nobody comes out with, with some terrible tax consequence or taking on an asset that they can't really maintain? So those decisions in the divorce are very specific. And the way, the way that a statute looks at financial things in a divorce, it's just really more specific training.
1: Are there a few things that you can think of that maybe just never crossed your mind as a traditional financial advisor, but now that you've gone into the divorce process, that you've seen, all right, this is a major issue that people just might not even realize that would be important to have somebody trained in divorce and financial planning involved.
0: Yeah. So some things like executive compensation and restricted stock units and how are those looked at in a divorce and It varies by state. And what are the different ways that you can work with those types of more complex assets? Definitely in your world, the house, right? Most times it's the largest asset that a couple has. And being very careful about how that's handled with the equity and everybody's future plans of what they want their life to look like. And so all of those things are very, very different (laughs) in the divorce world.
1: Do you get more involved in, I guess, more of the financial coaching side of things with budgeting and you know debt payoffs, things that not necessarily many financial advisors sometimes do. they, they tend to work with higher net worth clients that have a lot of that stuff nailed down already and it's mostly investments side of things. Do you find that it gears closer to that side of things on the divorce planning piece?
0: Yeah, that's such a great question. And it really is a gigantic part of the process when I'm working with a client. We really have to get a good, clear vision and picture of what are your post separation, post divorce expenses going to be. And a financial planner doesn't, like you said, typically work with detailed budgets and things like that. But when you think about, you know, one spouse that may need spousal support or alimony, how do you know what that is unless you can really get a clear picture to show this is the true need and decide what lifestyle changes might need to be made or adjustments in those budgets. And And it affects the whole picture. It affects how the assets are divided. So it's such an important piece. Another part of that is a lot of people really think of a CDFA when they're really complex financial situations. And really a lot of the work that I do are not couples with super complex financial situations, but whether you're the CFO of the family or not, sometimes you don't know what the electric bill is. You haven't paid a bill in 20 years, right? And it's so overwhelming. So when you have one spouse that maybe doesn't understand the investments as much as the other spouse or doesn't understand what the expenses are. It's so important that that spouse gets really educated on those things. So education is a huge piece of of my role in the process.
1: Yeah, it's rare that both people are in tandem with that, where they're both handling the finances 50-50. There's definitely always a split there, it seems like, where one person's just let the other person handle a lot of that stuff, and they're kind of flying blind afterwards. So I I was wondering what you had kind of dealt with. Are there different apps or programs or software that you tend to use when it comes to the the divorce financial planning? And is does it differ quite a bit, obviously, than what a traditional financial advisor would have in terms of their? Financial planning software?
0: Yeah. So, financial planning software for a typical financial advisor um, is really looking more at projections as far as, you know, asset allocation and things like that and retirement planning. The the software that I use, and everybody uses a different method, but I use family law software, which Mm -hmm. has a, a financial component to it. And it allows me to, Well, I'm not, I can't be giving investment advice and things like that, I, I don't do the financial planning, I can do some really good projections for people so that they have that clarity of what their future is going to look like. So it has all of the tools that I need for someone to, to really work with somebody to get an idea of what their expenses are, what the assets are worth the best ways to divide asset division pieces of it because typical financial planning software is not going to do asset division models.
1: Is there a line that you can't cross in your world in terms of investment advice? Obviously, you've been licensed to do that. You've done it in the past. Do you maintain those licensing to allow you to give investment advice or is it strictly a no-go for divorce planning? Yeah,
0: so it is a no-go for divorce CDFA work. I do maintain my license, but I don't do that work. And so even when I was doing that work, I make sure I'm fully disclosing with my divorce clients. I am not wearing that hat in this situation. Right. And especially when I'm a financial neutral, I'm there as an educator. I'm there to make sure everybody understands all of the pieces of the financial picture and that everybody can really make decisions from a place of clarity and not emotion.
1: The financial neutral, maybe speak to that a little bit, because some people understand that and some people don't. So you, you have the ability, and correct me if I'm wrong, you can obviously represent... Each individual kind of an advocacy type of role for one particular spouse, or you can come in as a financial neutral, typically in a collaborative divorce situation, I'm assuming. What are the different roles that you're playing in each of those situations?
0: So when I'm acting as a financial advocate, I am just working with one spouse and whether they have an attorney or if they're in a mediation setting. I can work as a financial advocate. In that case, I'm absolutely giving them advice on the the best outcome for them as far as asset division and and things like that for their future, but I'm still not giving investment advice. Then in a neutral situation, which I love to work as a financial neutral, there are a couple scenarios where I work that way. And one is in a mediation setting so that both Parties are getting all of the same information and they're able to make their decisions from a place of knowledge and clarity and both on the same page about things. And then collaborative course is a little bit different because there are more professionals involved. And that's another case where I work as a neutral and just to really help come up with some creative ideas sometimes. So as a neutral, I'm not there to say, this is what you should do. I'm there to say, well, hey, that's what this would look like. Have you thought about this? I've seen people do it this way before. And we can kind of brainstorm on a lot of different ways to do things that really work for that family. Equitable does not mean equal. And what's equitable for one family isn't for another. And so you can do those type of creative things when you're in a mediation setting when you're in a collaborative setting, it's, it's a lot different when you're in a litigated setting. You're more limited to the creative options there.
1: Right. Any sort of high-level advice that you would give for somebody kind of starting down that divorce path? What do you think the first kind of key steps would be for somebody?
0: As early as possible, just start getting yourself informed and reaching out to resources like, like myself as a CDFA for financial information or look at the mediation option, look at all of the different types of processes. I think that most people, it's just unfortunately the way it is. They think they just have to go call an attorney and lawyer up and without really having all the information on all the other types of processes that they could work through. So getting informed and deciding what is the right process for your family? Because like I said, every situation is unique. And so getting that information, especially when there are children involved, conduct yourself as if your children are watching because you're still going to be a family. It's just going to look different. If you have to co-parent, really do the research to find the right process that sets you up for success for that co-parenting relationship.
1: And that kind of gets into my next question. And we talked about a few of the different roles that obviously there are in the divorce team. You got the attorney, which there's no, there's not many ways around getting an attorney. Obviously, Um, you've got your role as the financial. My role, obviously, as the the mortgage specialist, lending professional. Are there other key components to a strong divorce team that you've seen create a lot more successful environment for people going through this process?
0: Yeah, big one is a certified divorce coach. And these are mental health professionals that really specialize in coaching people through the divorce process. So I always love to hear when when people have a therapist that they're working with or choose to work with a therapist. And that's fantastic. The difference is, I think, you know, therapy is really going to kind of be more looking back on how'd you get here? (laughs) All that kind of past stuff. The divorce coach is really unique. Because it really keeps you moving forward through the process and focuses on the future and really helps with, you know, sometimes a big part of the reason you're in the situation are communication problems. And a divorce coach can really help so much in teaching people the best way to communicate with each other going forward. So I love it when there's a certified divorce coach involved. Uh, depending on the situation, sometimes you may need a business valuator, and you need to make sure you have the right resource to do that work because not everybody is qualified to do that. Um, a real estate professional that specializes in divorce and of course, people like you, the certified divorce lending, it's so important. Oh my goodness, especially right now, right? With the crazy environment that we're in and people... if if they have to refinance, you better make sure that you can, right? Don't sign something unless you make sure it's doable. So those are really important resources. If there's some situation where maybe people think there are hidden assets or things like that, which is typically going to be in a litigated situation, then maybe a forensic accountant. Um, You just have to really make sure you have all the people that you need on the team.
1: Going back to, to your role, are there any potential issues that you've seen or kind of fears that somebody needs to kind of keep in mind of not having a financial advisor, specifically a divorced financial advisor involved in the process? Have you seen any bad situations where they weren't involved that could have been easily prevented?
0: Yeah, it's funny when it's not funny, it's actually sad. But when I meet people and I tell them what I do for a living, they almost always say, I wish I knew you when I was going through my divorce. There just isn't enough awareness because people agree to things. For example, asset division that leaves one person with a horrible tax consequence that they were not made aware of. And their attorney, it's not their attorney's job to know that stuff, right? right. So it's not, it's not their fault. They just didn't have the right resources. Or someone who was so... It was It was so important to them to keep the home, to keep the primary home. And then two years later, they can't afford to maintain it.
1: Right.
0: And because nobody really looked at that for them. Nobody projected that out and said, OK, but how are you going to maintain that? In a couple of years, we're going to be out of money. <laughs> so those are big things that I see. The house is a huge one. That's a huge one.
1: And yeah, obviously, um, I can echo that many times over, but it's not the attorney's job. And I think people rely on the attorney for that, not realizing that that's not what their area of expertise is. They've got so many other things that they have to worry about. The financial piece is just not there. Do you think it's do you think it's this misconception, I guess, that financial advisors typically only work with high end clients? Is that part of the, the reason why people aren't thinking to get a financial advisor involved? Or do you think it's something else?
0: Yeah, I think that's a lot of it. I don't think that people immediately think of a financial advisor. They just assume their attorney is going to tell them the best solution. Right. Um, There are also situations where it's a couple, a divorcing couple typically will have shared the same financial advisor. And maybe one spouse doesn't feel comfortable going to that financial advisor because the other spouse is, is the best friend of that financial advisor. And so they right. don't get the help that they need.
1: No, I, I think that's, that's a good thought as well. And I I don't see it happen nearly often enough just because obviously I, I see a lot of divorce cases with mortgages as well. And unfortunately, the majority of them do not have a financial advisor, even a traditional financial advisor, much less somebody that's specifically helping on the divorce. And ultimately, you're just paying more to have the attorney try to figure it out as opposed to having a specialist get involved like you on the financial side, like me on the mortgage side. There's there's much cheaper and more effective ways to actually have specialists involved so that you can get this all done much smoother, in my opinion. But. I think this has been super helpful, extremely you know, useful information. So uh, hopefully more information gets sent out there. I, I hope more people actually follow this and actually get more team members involved. I think it's only going to make things a lot easier and smoother. So having the financial, having the emotional side of things, you know, both of those pillars kind of controlled by somebody that's specialized in this is, is key. So... Any final thoughts that you'd like to leave us with? Anything, any other types of advice that you would give for somebody going down this path?
0: Yeah, I mean, my advice, like I said, get informed, talk to as many resources and start gathering your information really early. Start looking at what do we have? Capture any financial statements that come across your email or in your mailbox and really make sure you start collecting that stuff to get informed as soon as possible. Make sure you have access to the things that you need access to. Are there accounts that you don't have access to? Do you know what the electric bill is every month? You know, really, the sooner you can start working on that stuff, it's going to make the process much easier as you move forward.
1: Now, you are obviously here in Charlotte with me as well. The the good thing about us is we're not specifically set up just to work locally. So I know your group is actually, there's different locations all across the country. But just to confirm, you're able to help really any state in the country, correct?
0: Yes, we are not state specific. Our home office is in Phoenix, Arizona. And I'm a satellite office here, the Charlotte office. And then we've got someone out in Wisconsin. The other thing that I, I love, love, love about my firm is we have a, a whole other arm that's a training arm. And we do very specific training for other CDFAs across the country. So we have all of these other resources as well. So for example, if someone had a situation and they came to me and they had a special needs child and they needed to make sure that all of those things were going to be looked at and taken care of in the divorce process. I have a colleague that does that. Is That's her niche, right? And so I can bring in that expert. And so I love that we have these resources all over the country that we can pull from to help as many people as we can.
1: Just a random question. How often do you typically meet with the clients going through this process? Is it a set amount of time that you usually have dedicated to it? Or is it obviously just variable depending on the situation?
0: Yeah, it really depends on the situation. You know, a litigated case, can go on for quite a while, right? Yeah, Unfortunately, a collaborative case, we can usually get that done in a few meetings, but I spend a lot more time with the individuals on the financials. So it depends on how how complex it depends. If one spouse needs more time with me, they get more time with me because I need to make sure they're prepared because nobody wants to sit in a collaborative situation or a mediation session with someone who can't make a decision because they just don't know. Because they're scared. right? So I like to just take that burden off of those people. So it really just depends on everybody's unique situation.
1: Well, perfect. This has been extremely helpful. I appreciate you taking the time. Is there a better way of kind of tracking information down about you and kind of the services that you offer?
0: Sure. So our website is com. And if anybody wanted to email me directly, it's Kristen at Solutions.com And that's K-R-I-S-T-E-N. And uh, we would love to help. We do complimentary consultations just to make sure people are going down the right path and getting the right resources and and putting them in a position where they're choosing a process that's really going to work for their family.
1: And then do you have a network of people afterwards? You said that if they did need further financial planning help, you basically set them up with people there that you trust as well?
0: Absolutely. So we've all done a lot of vetting of our financial advisor colleagues out there. And not every financial advisor is for everyone. So I like to be able to say, okay, I think this person would be a really good fit or a couple of these people. So let's, you know, whoever you're comfortable with, But it's not even just that. So I'd like to do kind of a new normal strategy session after to say, okay, now what do you need to take care of? What transactions need to happen? Do you need somebody to help you with your financial coaching going forward? Do you need an investment advisor? Do you need an estate planner? I just want to make sure that people really protect what they come out with.
1: I think that's great advice. I appreciate you taking the time. This has been a pleasure.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.
1: Absolutely. Thank-
0: Thanks for listening to Divorce Literacy. Discover more strategies and solutions on divorce mortgage planning at com.